Blessings to each and every one of you brothers. I wanted to come on really quickly and just bless you all. The last podcast we did was so phenomenal. It was so dynamic. Feedback was so heavy, so rich, so appreciated. Um, It is so important that we as men know that there are other men praying for us, but not just praying, but really positioned and postured in prayer and and, and praying on your behalf. Um, I wanted that to be set in the earth. I wanted that to be set in stone to know that throughout this whole walk, this entire podcast series, this whole platform, at the end of the day, that you know that there is a man of God praying on your behalf. P-R-A-Y-I-N-G. Praying for your best, for your good, that all things work for the good, that God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all things that you might ask or even think. Someone who has nothing up their sleeve, no hidden agenda, but the only thing that he wants is for you to be strengthened as a man of God, for you to stand in the rightful position of the man that God has placed you in this earth to be, so that you can build up the lineage that God has allowed to come through you, you know, that so that the generations to come will know that you made a choice to not only sacrifice yourself, your desires, and the things that you may have wanted to do for the good of those who would come behind you. I'm so grateful to the men in my life that have contributed to my my success, to my victories, to the place where I find myself at now. I'm so grateful for every man, whether it was a cousin, an uncle, um, father, grandfather, every man that played a part in the building of who I am, every man who stood tall and allowed for me to stand here on what they built, especially my father, especially my grandfather, men who I watched sacrifice so that their son, so that their daughters, so that their grandchildren could have better and do better. And so I wanna applaud each and every one of you men today I want to applaud you for your sacrifice as we find ourselves moving toward the end of this year. I want to applaud you for your push. But most of all, I want to prepare and encourage you for the upcoming year. I want to help us get into a mindset where we expect God to do things that we have never even seen, thought or had come to our imagination. And you all know I love the fact that we walk through this journey throughout this year starting off with the dynamic man of God, David. And I felt the need to end and move toward the end of the year with that same great man of God, David. And revisiting the fact that before he went into the cave, before he before he was chosen to be king, before all of these things, right? <laughs> what he did who he was. He was a young man who trusted God. He was a young man who all he had was God. I was reading over in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, when David and Goliath were preparing to fight. 
And prior to that, you know, I'm just thinking about, you know, how how he got here, how David even got here. Right. Because David was out tending to his father's sheep. And. Sometimes we have to allow ourselves to think about the context of how we get to a place or how we've gotten to a place. And I had to think about how did David get to this place where he was big and bad and bold enough to challenge this undefeated giant of a man, this soldier. I'm just going to be transparent. Like there's just some things that I'm just not going to do. Right. Not that I don't think I can, but I probably will not succeed in doing it. I'm I'm just not going to do it. And so I, I just don't go around picking physical fights with trained killers. That's just not me. Right now, there are some individuals who don't have a problem with doing that. And, and, and I commend them, brothers or sisters. I commend them. But I don't see myself as just walking around the streets of Dallas, Texas, looking for killers to fight. <laughs> right. I just don't. And so I started looking at the context of David's life from that point of view, because David had to get to a place to where that didn't even bother him. It didn't matter what he saw. It didn't matter who he saw. It did not matter. The only thing that mattered was that you were defiling and disrespecting the one who he had relationship with. That sparked him into action. That pushed him to a place to not care about picking fights with trained killers. Because see what what, what we have to remember is that this young man didn't have anybody to talk to other than God. There's only so many responses and baths that a sheep is going to do. Because remember, David was the shepherd to his father's sheep. So he spent a lot of time tending to that flock out in the wilderness. He didn't have friends that were texting him and he wasn't, you know, next to his cousin or his brother while he was out there by himself in the wilderness. No, no, no. It was him and the sheep, him and the sheep, him and God. That is when you find the moments that God defined in David's life that allowed David to become the David that we know and love and tout about and can look at and say, my God, he's accepted the challenge. But see, we have to look at those hidden moments, those hidden times, those times when it was just him by himself, when it was dark days, when it was dark nights, when when he heard noises that he never heard before, when he was afraid of what was happening. Who was he going to call? Who was going to help him? Who was going to be there for him? So the one who he was able to call, the one who was there for him, the one who never left him, in fact, the one who responded to him throughout every dark moment, through every night, through every day, the one who who he was able to get a response from more than the response of a sheep. Let's just be honest. I got dogs, right? I've got dogs. Our dog owners, pet owners, we talk to our dogs. 
Now, I would not sit down and have a logical conversation with my dog because I know my dog is not going to respond to me in a matter that a human might respond to me. So, yeah, I too talk to them. I tell them to come here. I tell them they're good boys. Come on, let's play. Right. So there's certain communication that I've got. They're going to respond. They're going to do certain things. But at some point, at some point, I cannot expect him to respond in a way that is going to benefit me in a humanistic level or a protective level or an encouraging level or, or, or a deeper level. And this is where we find David. I'm talking about those moments, right? When this young man was out there by himself. I'm talking about them times when, because remember when he did go home, how oftentimes he was treated. Because, and you might say, well, that the Bible doesn't say that. We have to use our context clues. Because when we look at the context of when the prophet went to his house, when Samuel went to his house, his father didn't even acknowledge him enough to call him in to the home with the other brothers. He didn't even call or say, hold on, let me go get him because these are my sons. No, he was kind of overlooked. I call it kind of he was. So when we look at that, we have to remember that. Look at the context. This was not uh, some young man who was, you know, the, the one who, oh, well, go, don't forget. Don't forget David. No, they already forgot David. He wasn't even in the lineup. And so while he was not in the lineup, God was lining him up to hear from him. God was setting him up. God was preparing him up. God was shoring and shoring him up while his brothers were lined up being passed by, David was being prepared. Never forget those moments, brothers, in your life when all you have is God. Because these are the times when you are defined the greatest. These are the times when your rooting system in God goes deeper. These are the times when your roots can draw and find the waters that will give you true refreshing Refreshing in times of drought. Roots will find water to bring life to that which it is connected to. Sometimes when we're in those dark places and all those quiet places and all we have is God. God is trying to extend our roots to him so that we understand that it is in and through him that we have our being. So when we look at 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, and we see this conversation in the 8th verse where Goliath stood and shouted to the battle lines of Israel, saying to them, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not the Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. See, you got to have a lot of faith, a lot of trust, a lot, a lot, a lot in your abilities to put yourself and your nation on the line. Don't forget this man was undefeated. Undefeated giant. They had faith in him. They knew what he could do. He was proven. So it wasn't nothing for him to come and say what he said because he delivered on what he said. But there was a God that was about to be found out that always delivers on what he said. 
Just like Goliath was setting to the stage to deliver a promise, God was setting a stage to deliver his promise. His promise to his servant. His promise to the young man who only had him. See, the promise came to the young man who had relationship with God in the wilderness. Relationship with God in the dark moments. Relationship with God when others had left him. Relationship with God when family had forsaken him. Relationship with God when even his brothers wouldn't talk to him. Relationship with God when even his daddy wouldn't acknowledge him. Relationship with God when the bear came and took the sheep. Relationship with God when the lion came and took the sheep. Relationship with God who gave him strength to kill both the bear and the lion. Hmm. Listen, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. This is so powerful because when David accepts the challenge, he did so coming into an environment, a very, not just a hostile environment, but it was already drama going on. You, you already got stuff, you got issues, you got family issues that you're walking into, and now it's on a public platform, and now these brothers who, who are the soldiers, they, they the bad boys, they the big boys, they the ones, they the, they the soldiers, they the killers. David is not a soldier. David is not enrolled in the army. Not at all. So when, when David heard about what was going on, the Bible says in the 23rd verse of 1 Samuel 17, it says, as he was talking with them, talking about David. Let me go back up one verse, 22nd. It says, um, then David left his provisions in the care of the supply keeper and ran to the ranks and came to greet his brothers. He came with open arms. He came to greet his brothers. Right. As he was talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath named Goliath was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke these same words again. And David heard them. When the men of Israel all saw the man, they fled from him and were very frightened. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man who is coming up? Surely he's coming up to defy Israel. The king will reward the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter in marriage and make his father's house or family free from taxes and service in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him. What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace of his taunting from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God? The men told him that is what will be done for the man who kills him. That will be done for the man who kills him. I want to declare this in your life today. That will be done for the man who kills him. That will be done for you who kills that which has come against you. It's time to fight. 
it's time to fight. No longer will you allow these things to manifest in your mind and you don't step up to the fight. It's time to fight, brothers. It's time to fight, young man. It's time to fight, brother. It's time to fight. See, when David heard those words, something changed in the whole landscape of things. When David, the one, the, the, the non-soldier, the civilian, the overlooked one, the forgotten one, all he didn't fit none of the right criteria because when you when we look at this word and we keep reading down the very next thing that happens is that his brother popped up and said something he says now Eliab his oldest brother heard what he said to the men and Eliab's anger burned against David and said he said why have you come down here with with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness I know your presumption, overconfidence, and the evil of your heart. For you have come down in order to see the battle. My God. My, see, this is why I talked about the context. The context of the dynamics of the relationship, the family relationship. His brother was heated, upset. The Bible says anger burned against David. What did he do to you to make you come up with this whole Hollywood scripted story? Let's look at that again. He said, he asked David, why have you come down here? Why are you here? With whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? First of all, brother, there was no few sheep. And why are you, why you dismissing that which got you what you got? Because had it not been for the sheep, your household wouldn't even been taken care of. Those sheep sustain the household. The, the sheep sustain the household. What the sheep provided, their wool, their meat, their presence, the fact that they listen. Sometimes the conflict and the fight will come right from your inside home, right in the confines of your family, in your bloodline. Folks you call brother, folks you call sister, folks you call mama, folks you call daddy, folks you call friend. The conflict will come right from there. And we see that right here in living color. Hmm. Who you leave those few sheep with in the wilderness? I know your presumption, overconfidence. So, so you knew David had a tendency to be overconfident, but you have to understand why he had to be overconfident because you not there. You never been there for him. Where are you when he's out there? Do you come check on him? So he has to have confidence in the one who checks on him. He's got confidence in the one who has already provided for him. He's got confidence in the God that's being disrespected and defied in this moment. He said, you come down in order to see the battle. Show did. But why are you mad about it? Because don't aren't you here to see the battle? No, you're right. You are here to be in the battle, but you're not in the battle. You out the battle. You all y'all supposed to be in the battle. Yeah, we came down here. And the reason you responded and reacting this way is because you are guilty as charged for not being a soldier. It's time to fight. And Eliab didn't want to fight. 
nor did any of his other brothers want to fight, nor did any of the other men want to fight. It's time to fight. It's time to fight for your sons. It's time to fight for your daughters. It's time to fight for your wives. It's time to fight for your households. It's time to fight for your finances. It's time to fight for your health. It's time to fight for your mental stability. It's time to fight for your soul. But David said in that 29th verse, what have I done now? Was it not just a harmless question? Then David turned away from Eliab to someone else. See, sometimes we're going to have to turn away, turn away, turn away. This new year coming up, I know you got brothers in your corner. I know you got folks in your corner, but I am here to let you know you're going to have to turn away from folks. Some of the same folks that you talked to this year, you will have to stop talking to them. And you're going to have to turn like David and start talking to some other people. And David turned away from Eliab to someone else and asked the same question. Do it right in their presence. Let them know I'm not shaking and I'm not rattled. I'm going to turn around and the very same thing you heard me ask, you're going to hear me ask again. And the people gave him the same answer as the first time. Because see, I want to make sure it's clear, crystal clear, sure, and absolutely very sure. You know why? Because in the 31st verse, it reported them to Saul and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's courage fail because of him, Goliath. Your servant will go out and fight this Philistine. Look, you don't need no soldier. You got the special troop right here. You don't need no army. I've got the Lord right here. Your servant, your servant, your servant will go. <laughs> Saul said, you're not able to go fight this Philistine. For you only a young man. And he's been a warrior since his youth. You, who, you're a civilian. You don't even fight. You're not no soldier. Start dismissing those people and those things, those thoughts and those ideas of who you are not. No more will you accept what you hear about yourself. I don't care how the dynamics of your relationship is with your child. Restore it. I don't care how deadbeat of a dad you've been. Restore it. I don't care how bad of a husband you've been. Restore it. I don't care how bad of a father you've been. I don't care how bad of an employee you've been. I don't care how bad of a son you've been. I, I don't care how bad of a nephew or a cousin that you have been. Restore it. All things. Behold, all things become new. All things. Your relationship will become new. But it all starts with your stance and your posture with Christ. And see what David had to get the king to understand. What he had to get him to understand. In the 31st, 4th verse. <laughs> but David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep. Now, I've been doing my job. I've, I've, been, I've been killing my whole life. I, 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 let, me, let me say it this way. I've been killing for a while. Okay, I'm not going to say my whole life because I didn't come out the womb swinging and killing as a baby. But listen, this is what he says. 
your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out the flock. I went after it and attacked it and rescued the lamb from his mouth. And when it rose up against me, I seized it by his whiskers and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God. David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will rescue me from the hands of this Philistine. (laughs) And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Go and may the Lord be with you. Brother that's listening to this right now, go and may the Lord be with you. Go and may the Lord be with you. Go and may the Lord show you where to go, show you how to go, show you when to go. And when you get there, you will be properly dressed. See, what happens in that next verse is Saul tried to dress David in the only way he knew how. Like, And, and I commend Saul because Saul was really trying to do what was best for David, his servant. He didn't want to see the young man go out like that. So what did he do? I'm going to give you my stuff i'm gonna give you think about that see you don't just put on regular stuff david no i'm gonna give you the kings the best i'm gonna give you the best because you doing the best that you know how i see your heart i see i can't change your mind i see you okay with dying that's okay take my stuff for it won't be said that i didn't try to stop him because i gave him my stuff and y'all know i got the best Come on, talk to me. And Saul dressed David in his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head and put a coat of mail or armor on him. Then David fastened his sword over his armor and tried to walk, but he could not because he was not used to them. And David said to Saul, I can't go out with these because I'm not used to them. So David took them off. Then he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the stream bed and put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had that is in his shepherd's pouch. With his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. With his sling in his hand. Go into this year ready with your sling in your hand. Go into this year ready to fight, prepared. You got your stones, you got your sling, you got your shepherd's staff. Go ready to fight. I appreciate you all. I love you, my brothers. We'll be coming back with the rest of this on the next episode. Be blessed.